Hello, everyone. Welcome uh, to Operation E-Clock, the official series here uh, on uh, the Adoran cast. I, I have to get used to saying all of these new things with the new show and everything like that. Welcome in, everyone. Uh, if you're listening to this, you could be listening to this in one of a couple different places. Number one, of course, is on the main feed because uh, this is the only type of... We'll get into the exact details. Uh, but if you're listening to this, you're probably listening to this on the main feed. Uh, be sure to subscribe if you haven't already. Uh, this is going to be a wonderful adventure, and I can't wait to get things started uh, with all of the different details. I've already gone through a bit of the story, and trust me when I say it is exactly what I expected, which is, in other words, chaotic. Uh, but I enjoy stories like that that are uh, real improbabilities, yeah, having the dynamic with the different characters and other items like that. Uh, or you could be listening to this on my Ko-Fi page, the Doran Region Ko-Fi page, uh, where this type of episode is going to show up. So if you've heard uh, the previous episode where I sort of explained what Operation E-Clock is, uh, it's broken down into different segments. So there's uh, four, at least as of right now, four different segments. There's a uh, behind the scenes segment, which is also sort of an icebreaker between me and the player that I'll be playing with. In this icebreaker, we kind of just go through different questions. I've got a little game that I'll actually be playing along with it. And I'm really trying to get to know the other character. Think of this sort of as the closest thing to an interview or your standard podcast as it's out there. You know, I'll ask questions. We'll have this conversation back and forth. It's really trying to break the ice. That's the first part. Uh, that first part is exclusively on the Ko-Fi page, uh, if you want to check it out, because it's extra content that I think uh, could be really interesting, but of course, only if you're absolutely interested in that. I didn't want it to uh, delude the official story for people that are really interested in that sort of story type thing. Um, with the exception of this very first one, uh, as both promotion for the Ko-Fi page, uh, you know, shameless plug here, I guess, uh, and plus because I think it'd be interesting to share a little bit about uh, my experiences with TTRPGs and the actual game itself in case you're interested in checking this out for all of the different players i'll be playing through this and running through this sort of similarly so uh as i mentioned previously the four parts uh there's the uh there is the the behind the scenes questionnaire sort of icebreaker sort of thing uh that's exclusively on the ko-fi page and then the other three parts are available on the main feed which will be uh cycle one cycle two and sort of a conclusion episode as we wrap up and wind down uh doing player adjustments which i'll get into more detail when they come up um, but for now let's begin with this this is the uh the behind the scenes interview uh as i mentioned available primarily on the ko-fi page with the exception of this first one uh but i i as you may notice i have no other player here and that's because the very first set is going to be me running through it myself uh this is a guinea pig to the guinea pig uh Shout out to Muhammad, my co-host on Not A Scratch, player, uh, longtime friend. Uh, he's going to be the first player on the show, both as uh, the ability for him to play a specific role, which is kind of just opening things up even more, and also as a guinea pig to test out how the dynamic works between players. So uh, the, this first set is really me trying to figure out how things are going to work by myself to see if I even have a handle of what's going on. And then once that happens, I add one person to the mix and I'm adding someone that has that experience with me already before we actually get into players across the TTRPG community. Um, but this right here, we can we, you can get into all of that when those episodes come out. For now, this episode is the interview itself. And instead, I'm going to be interviewing myself while also playing this little game. Now, uh, in case I mention it when that comes up, I've recorded the icebreaker with Muhammad before I recorded this, 
which is really convoluted. It's based on our schedule and everything weird like that. But uh, as a result, I know what's happening now, which I won't necessarily know in the next episode. But I, I did want to go over this in case you're interested in checking, you know, a little bit more about me because uh, I do want to share a little bit by myself. And then, as I'll be doing with all of my players, I'll be going through a Pokemon Mystery Dungeon uh, quiz to see which starter Pokemon we are. Now, uh, I am specifically going to, in my case, uh, same game that I did for Muhammad, uh, though I might switch it up for different uh, people depending on if I can find the right resources, I'm going to be running through the Explorers of Sky personality quiz. Now, it's slightly different. I'm doing this online as opposed to using a game itself, so I might actually get more questions, but you can also see the thought process that I go through as well. Um, so I'm going to go through the same sort of question list that I have. This Sky quiz is going to inter you know, fit in between, uh, and I hope you enjoy listening to my dulcet tones uh, slightly longer than uh, you might have expected. So I'm going to actually pull out my die. So what I've been doing uh, is actually rolling a d20 to know how many questions forward I go, because this site, uh, which I'll try to throw the, the, um, the link in the description, if I can, of the sites that I use here. Uh, if it's not available there, it will be available on the Ko-Fi page, so uh, check that out if you haven't already. Um, but yeah, so I'm going to go through each of these and try to figure things out. So let's begin with the quiz itself. I'm going to go through the first question, which I think is going to be pretty standard for the most part, uh, and then from there we'll devolve into everything else. So uh, if you've played through Explorers of Sky, the Mystery Dungeon games, I, I should mention this, uh, I'm a massive Pokemon Mystery Dungeon fan, uh, which is where my claim to fame, I guess, in the TTRPG world is, with not a scratch, a Pokemon Mystery Dungeon TTRPG actual play podcast. That show, of course, exists. You can uh, check it out wherever you listen to podcasts. There's a lot of episodes. Uh, highly recommended if you have you know, time to binge a brand new show. It's me and two other players uh, going through this entire journey. Um, and you can check that out wherever you listen to podcast again called Not a Scratch. Uh, but that's really started because of my massive fandom of the Pokemon Mystery Dungeon games. And so I've gone through this quiz many times, most of the time cheating to get the specific starter that I want. Uh, I'm a massive Mudkip fanboy, so I do try to get that. But I will do this legitimately to both share my knowledge and figure out what starter I actually am. Because I don't I don't even remember the last time I took this quiz uh, legitimately. So let's do this. Uh, welcome. Click the button. This is the portal that leads to the world inhabited only by Pokemon. Beyond this gateway, many new adventures and fresh experiences await your arrival. Before you depart for adventure, you must ask some questions. You must answer some questions, not ask. Why would you be asking the questions? Right? Be truthful when you answer them. Click on the next thing. Now, are you ready? I'm as ready as I ever been. Then, without further ado, let the questions begin. Now, this first question might be the same for everybody, uh, but... Or maybe I'll ch change it up. You know, who knows? Anyway, uh, have you bl ever blurted something out without thinking about the consequences first? Absolutely. Not on purpose, not all the time, but I've absolutely done that before. Now, again, this, this quiz is geared towards um, young children, which is weird because a lot of these questions impact me as a recent graduate of college uh, way too much, considering it's a game made for children. But uh, that is the case nevertheless. And we'll also be switching in some specific... Um, some specific, uh, you know, TTRPG-related questions. So, blurting things out without thinking about the consequences. Uh, I'm ten I tend to be, while I did say yes, I tend to be much more of a patient, uh, well-deliberate, I, I deliberate about the things that I say a lot. Despite that, though, my entire TTRPG experience is very much not that, I think is the best way to describe it. Um, my TTRPG experience is actually extremely little considering the amount of stuff I've put on the internet regarding TTRPGs. Uh, 
So my TTRPG experience actually starts with listening to podcasts. I'm in the same boat as you are right now. I was listening to shows in the summer of 2019, um, and I... That was the first time I was really listening to podcasts of any sort. I, I've mentioned this uh, a couple of times, I think, in random other settings. Uh, but I uh, was doing an internship in uh, New York at the time, in the summer of 2019. Uh, and I, I had a relatively longer commute. It was about like a half an hour commute between where I uh, lived and where I worked. And uh, during that commute, I was looking for something to do in that half an hour time. Because I wasn't, and even I'm not really to this day, really a big uh, music listener. So I went to hear something else, and the closest thing I could think of was something similar to what I did when driving in my car, going to a school uh, during like senior year of high school, uh, which is some sort of radio thing, like NPR and uh, other sort of shows like that. Uh, that was the closest thing I could think of. So I was looking for different shows, uh, and of course, me being a big Pokemon fan, I was really looking for different Pokemon-related shows. And then I found these TTRPGs, and I'll shout them out uh, right now at the time, at least, the big shows I was listening to, um, still listen to to this day, and shout out, subscribe to them if you haven't already. This is free promo for them uh critical ditto quest company jr and uh the roaring trainers i was listening to the old version of that though the new version is just as good if not even better um i was listening to those three shows in particular and then other shows sort of came up over time afterwards um but those three shows in particular i was really listening to them and i'm like wow this is crazy they're playing pokemon without playing pokemon and i had heard of dungeon the dragons before but it was more of a concept than an actual thing uh, that I would play, right? Prior to that summer, Dungeons & Dragons was the game that you played as characters and rolled dice. That was about the extent that I, of experience I had there. Coming back from that summer, in, in the span of three months, I went from, huh, this TTRPG thing is, uh, you know, a thing I've heard about before, to I have to start my own campaign right then and there. No experience. Never played anywhere before that, right? I had not had any sort of experience rolling a die as a player, as a DM, anything like that. I just went from, oh, this is a cool thing to listen to, to three months later, I have to do this on my, you know, I have to start this. Not on my own, obviously, I need players and everything like that, but I have to start this. And I need it to be really special because I can't stand being, you know, regular. I have to be unique and different to everybody else, uh, which is very, very not me. I tend to blend in most of the times, but that apparently was one of those things where I was like, nope, I'm gonna do this differently. Uh, and I, I deliberated over what exactly I wanted to do. Was it going to be a, you know, like a show that I was listening to? Most of those shows uh, that I was listening to were Pokemon trainer shows, where you were a trainer that had Pokemon going through your own adventure, your sidekicks by your side, and everything's all about the story. I like the story part of that, uh, but I really wanted to see if there was a way where you could be the Pokemon. The closest thing, because in the trainer system, the one thing, uh, that may that isn't a bad thing necessarily. It's just something that falls into that trainer system. Is that you're using Pokemon almost like uh, you're using uh, different items or abilities or sort of things like that, which is cool. But it it's 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 got a degree of separation that uh, that may not be exactly what I was looking for at the time. Now I, I do love the trainer stories, and I think now obviously um, it, you know it's a great idea, and I, I would love to be a trainer player. But when I was trying to create an entire like game about it the Mystery Dungeon games just kept popping back into my head. It obviously helped that in Pokemon Mystery Dungeon, the word dungeon shows up there, and there are dragons in Pokemon, and I'm like, well, that kind of sounds like it, right? So uh, I was looking around for Mystery Dungeon systems, but there weren't a lot out there, nor were there uh, many, if any, campaigns that run it. There were a few uh, that I think in hindsight I have found, um, but there wasn't any that I could find at the, at the time, so this is summer of 2019, that were still ongoing. I'd seen a few that had sort of modified D&D &D rules 
uh, or used uh, Poge Roll is another system that I think has a mystery dungeon aspect to it. Um, but those systems, those games had either uh, been an episode or two and kind of stalled out, or there were campaigns that had already concluded, and I couldn't really find a mystery dungeon story at the time that was still ongoing that I could listen to. So I decided with the combination of me wanting to do this and there being a, a gap in the market, I suppose, if you want to use econ terms, I decided to step into that and be like, hey, I'm that guy that can do the mystery dungeon thing. Let's build a system. And so rather than just use another system that probably existed and could have worked just as well, I decided, nah, you know what? I'm building it. And so I built it over time. Um, just after a couple of months, Muhammad being uh, like a test runner to kind of like go through the details, I suppose, of it. I had eventually created a system, a, a beta system, an alpha system, however you want to call it, uh, that uh, would at least hold up in the short term. From there, I bring in my my friends, Mansoor and Muhammad, come in uh, and we create a podcast about it uh, because I, I have to get deep a little bit here. Uh, I want to record as much of what I do as I can. Uh if, if there's this constant idea in my head of like, oh, I need to remember the time I did this. And the easiest way to do that is to record it, upload it to the internet, and then I can always have a way to, to source that. I mean, that's technically, deep down, the reason why I do the podcast, the reason why I do the YouTube and everything like that, um, all of that is to have a recording of something that I did that I can look back on and remember what that is because I hate forgetting things. Uh, it happens to me a lot, and most of the time I can get by it. But I, deep down, I really hate forgetting things. And I didn't want to forget, because uh, it, it goes back to, um, for me at least, it goes back to the very first time I played Pokemon. Uh, I don't remember everything I did there. And that feels like a memory now that Pokemon has effectively been my identity, uh, in some part at least. There's a significant part of me that has Pokemon as its identity for a decade plus. And yet I can't remember the first time I did a couple of those things that are like early hardcore set memories, right? And so to prevent that from happening in the future, I just record everything, upload it, and we see what happens. So deep down, the YouTube channel is just a video game diary of when I play through games. And of course, obviously, like just sharing it with everybody and having all the, uh, the, the the support, doing the different voices, all of that stuff is really cool. But deep down, it really is just kind of like a video game diary. This podcast is just a diary of how I've been doing this for two years. Rather than writing things down, I just say it. I talk into the microphone and upload it so that I can see it whenever, hypothetically speaking. Uh, that got deep. Anyway, uh, let's go back to the, the, the personality quiz here. Do you like lively parties? Well, I was building the system, so I didn't go to many parties. Also, I'm not a party person myself. You can probably tell that after half an hour of talking with me. I might be really... What's the best way to describe it? I might be really into a topic, if it's a topic that I understand. But most of the time in parties, they're talking about things I don't understand. So I'm not a big lively party guy. Um, now, D&D &D parties, I've never been to one, uh, but D&D &D parties do sound kind of like an interesting thing that I might be like, yeah, I, might, I might try that, I might try that. D&D um, in particular, I have very little experience with. In fact, uh, as I mentioned, my very first TTRPG experience was the Not A Scratch show. Like, playing the game, Not A Scratch, was my first TTRPG experience. So my first experience, that, that, keep in mind, that's not just creating the podcast, that's DMing as my very first experience. Uh, needless to say, there have been a lot of chaotic moments there where I'm very clearly breaking some rules. Um, <laughs> a perfect example for all of you D&D fans, you're going to love this. Um, I did not know and didn't, maybe didn't realize or didn't know despite listening to a, a few other shows. And at that point when I was starting to run the podcast, I had listened to actual Dungeons and Dragons shows. Um, but despite that, I didn't actually realize until 
oh, uh, maybe around the time uh, we started recording shows, so this is like somewhere in March or April, uh, I didn't realize that passive perception was a thing. I just constantly thought that people were rolling perception all the time. Um, so that that's kind of why the system has a lot of perception rules, and not a scratch system at least, has a lot of perception rules, um, because there's no such thing as passive perception in my head. It's kind of just, we say we got it or we don't. Um, I know some hardcore D&D fans might not be thrilled about that, uh, but it's, um, it's, it's definitely a fun thing. So my D&D experience is very, very little. Um, the, the limited experience I do have have been after the Non-Scratch show built um, and joining different shows that have done different systems as well. I've, I've had experiences with a number of different systems. Um, Masks uh, is one that I haven't... Have I participated in the mask? I don't think I've participated in the mask game, but that system really appeals to me. There's a lot of inspirations of, from that in the Non-Scratch system. Um, there's uh, a few other ones. I I've guessed it on shows like The Reckless Rollers and Two's Company that have used like a Wander Home on Two's Company. That's a, a, a fun system because it's really story-based, which I appreciate. I'm trying to remember The Reckless Rollers one. Uh, let me look that up real quick because I... That, that's another system that I thought was really interesting. It's probably the closest to D&D &D outside of my one D&D &D experience. Um, but let's see if I can remember exactly what this is. Let's see. I'm going to pull this up real quick. Maybe this will uh, give me some details what exactly this is. Uh, Monster Punk. That's what it was. Uh, Monster Punk system was a, was a cool system that I, I guessed it on their show, um, which was definitely fun. Uh, and there's a few other ones as well that I've experienced and looked into over time, but... Uh, my, my, the biggest system I played has been my own system, which I guess is kind of self-centered, but you know, what are you going to do? <laughs> uh, let's shift back over to the, uh, personality quiz as we continue getting going here. You're in class when you realize that you really have to go to the bathroom. The restroom, it says here, bathroom. Uh, what do you do? Ask for permission to leave, sneak out, or hold on until class ends? Uh, I'm asking for permission to leave. There's no, we, we, we are not dealing with, um, accidents, I think, is not the idea in my so that is the case here. Uh, I'm hoping to find, see, in the Muhammad one, uh, we were able to get through transitions back and forth that I think will work well. This, unfortunately, I can't really transition from bathroom to the next question on my list, which is, uh, you know, how do you do you play versus uh, run games? Uh, but let's go ahead and do that. I myself, uh, as you can probably tell by the vast majority of my experience, I prefer being the DM over being the player. I love being a player. I think there's the few experiences I have have been phenomenal and any experiences I have in the future. Uh, by the way, I'm available if you want to contact me to be a player or just do, join you on the podcast or anything. I am happily available. Cough, cough, lingo, etc. Uh, but uh, I, I do like being the GM. I like having control of the game even when the game is not going. And I kind of touched on this more with the interview I have with Muhammad. Um, but I do prefer the GM because I know everything that's going on and i think part of my ego prefers to know what's going on as opposed to the player where i don't really know what's going on i also i also like having multiple players multiple characters sorry at my whim uh kind of being like oh this character can do this and this character can do that and in my head i can sort of see how everything works out i can kind of tell oh these characters are doing their jobs and those characters are doing those jobs um rather than a player where you're so focused on one individual that you know them extremely well but you're also sort of guessing at what everybody else is like. Um, if if I could have a superpower, um, this is the wrong answer actually what it is, but up there on my list, uh, it's not the main one, but up there on my list is the ability to optionally read minds. If I could fine tune it to know what 
specific people are thinking at specific times about like specific questions I have. So for example, I walk up to somebody and be like, do they actually like me or are they just being polite? And then know what they're actually thinking about that specific idea. Uh, I think that would be really cool. Now that could easily get invasive, which is probably why it's not my top list, um, but, it's, but it's definitely up there. Um, because I think it'd be, that's kind of the same thing that this GM has. It's like, I know what everybody on my side of the board is thinking, which is more than enough to worry about. I don't have to worry about your player characters when I can worry about, you know, James Johnson IV uh, back in the corner over there who's uh, using his blacksmith uh, abilities to make a brand new sword. I can focus on that for hours if I need to. Uh, don't need to worry about the player character, as opposed to the player, which is, I need to know me, and I have to guess at everybody else, if you know what I mean. Um, speaking of uh, speaking of knowing everything and a lot of things, do you prefer to be busy or have a lot of free time, is the next question uh, on the, the Explorers of Sky personality quiz. I prefer to be busy. I need things to do. Now, I, I don't keep free time open. It, it, I, it's a weird thing. I'm not scheduling things, but I like to know there's a checklist somewhere that uh, has the list of things that I need to do. Because at the end of the day, that's what's gonna get me through. I feel more accomplished, not when things are done, but if there's just more things on my list that I need to do. It's weird, it's probably not right, but <laughs> it's it's where I am right now. Uh, the, and if you've been a long time follower of the content that I create, you probably know this. Um, I tend to overwhelm myself a lot. Uh, and, and shout out to Muhammad uh, for basically metaphorically punching me in the face and be like, give me some of the things that I need to do uh, because uh, you are clearly eating more than you can chew. And meanwhile, I'm sitting here trying to add more things to my plate. Like, I don't know what you're talking about. No, I'm fine. All's well that is ending well because that's, you know, that's, it's all good. Uh, but I absolutely do like to keep busy. I think um, that helps in the that helps me stay stay constantly going forward as opposed to, staying stuck and i do have time of course where i sit down and do nothing i think in particular uh, i like to go on walks just around the the place that i live um and i find that really helpful just to you know sp spin around uh and let my mind go blank if i need to uh that's also usually my podcast time that i listen to everything that i want to listen to um a lot of sports shows you would you would be very surprised at the number of sports shows that i listen to especially considering the ttrpg uh expansive universe that I have both built and uh, listened to. Uh, there are way too many shows that I listen to, and a large percentage of them are, are uh, sports shows. Um, it doesn't matter what sport, I just want a competition. So <laughs> that's kind of uh, the big thing there. Um, so this question actually, uh, next question, not on the Sky Quiz, but the question that, I've been, uh, that I want to ask players. Um, and, and now we're actually, now that we've gotten to this point, uh, this is where I, in these type of interviews, start to get a gauge for what type of player I'm playing with. So this uh, question here uh, takes some of the uh, Dungeons and Dragons player types. Uh, and, and of course, there are probably a multitude of different player types out there that uh, are available for different types of things and different types of skills and the ways that you play and everything like that. Um, but the site that I'm using at, uh, using in particular, and again, uh, hopefully it's in the description if this is on the main uh, on the main feed side of things. Uh, it definitely is on the Ko-Fi side of things. Uh, but in th there's a few different types of player types that are available out there uh, that some players actively end up falling towards, or at least if you have a slider for where this type is, it's good, like shifting towards that way. Um, so those different types are uh, the actor, the explorer, the instigator, the power gamer, the slayer, the storyteller, the thinker, and the watcher. Now I go into more detail about this in the Muhammad interview because uh, as I mentioned, that was the previous day and we were fine tuning 
this style, I suppose. Uh, but me personally, as a player, as a GM, I think I'm a hardcore storyteller. And I know that it's not really the same type of way. Of course, these are player types and GM types are probably going to be very different. Um, but as a player, or sorry, as a, as a GM, if, the, if we were to associate these with GM styles, I think I'm a hardcore storyteller. I want to build this world as expansive as possible. Uh, much to the chagrin of future me, but uh, current me is like, yes, we're going to expand this world. I want to uh, know every single detail. I want to know about this TV show that comes on at 10 to 10.30 on the channel number four, because that show is going to impact this event, which is going to impact that event, which is going to impact this, yada, yada, yada. I want to see every aspect of that butterfly. Uh, downside, I need to actually figure that out. Plus side, it really does feel nice to have a completely expansive world that you know all the details about and can share with your players whenever. They're just like, oh, I switched on the TV. Perfect. You're you're watching uh, the, you're, you, you know, right now you're watching uh, the, the soap opera. Yep, standard soap operas that happen between 10, 10 and 10.30 right now. The plot right now, Gotharita uh, just found out that they aren't, uh, they aren't exactly uh, who they think they are. Their job actually has shifted from, you know, they were initially working as a as someone inside the house as a maid, but it turns out they're actually the daughter the whole time. You know, something wild like that that soap operas do. Uh, but as a player, I'm not as much of a storyteller. I think, funnily enough, I think I'm more of a thinker. Discussing with, um, with Muhammad, I, we've kind of boiled between thinker and explorer because uh, it's sort of that similar way as a player. I like to feel around the world and figure things out, and I am very cautious when I make my decisions. Uh, I am much slower. Uh, prefers time to consider options over bold action. That is me, unless there's a time limit. In fact, the more time we have, the more I'm going to be thinking. So, uh, But I'm interested to hear, uh, especially if you're coming onto the show later and you're listening now, or if you're, you know, just want to share with, your, with me, um, and through all the different methods that we have, like the Discord and Twitter and all that sort of stuff. Uh, what type of player do you think you are? So briefly, a little detail. Actors like to be the character. Uh, explorers like to explore the world in particular. Instigators just enjoy making things happen, right? Just press that button. We're going to go in and see what happens, you know, let it go. Power Gamer uh, loves the, like, gaining levels and the abilities and all that sort of stuff. Their, their goal is to, like, get the levels as quickly as possible. Slayer is... A me punch me profit i guess is the best way to describe it storyteller is the narrative of the game itself they want to hear the story as exposed as opposed to the explorer who wants to see the world if that makes any sense thinker is uh, what i think makes careful choices reflects on challenges logic their way out of everything and a watcher is a casual player that like steps back and just kind of like observes everything uh more of their for the game as opposed to being in the game if that makes any sense um, each of these, of course, fantastic, and I think uh, the best sort of games have players that can either fit into multiple roles or be multiple roles here, because they can all balance each other out and make a fun campaign where everybody's able to contribute. Uh, and that's kind of what this is in a weird way. Different players are going to come in, some of the players are going to be slayers that are aiming to level up, others are going to be explorers that are trying to find different details in this universe. Uh, even others could be watchers that just kind of sit back and see what everything is, and just vibe out, which is also you know, perfectly acceptable here. Um, it's, it's a, all of these are going to be fantastic to see because it's going to be cool to have a, a single main character controlled by so many different types of players and see where they take the same exact player. Because the, the character itself is relatively similar from the beginning to the end of the story. It's not like they uh, they change completely or they, they end up with like a whole host of different abilities at the end. Uh, it's kind of the same guy for the most part. And so having different characters, or different players, sorry, control this same character could be really interesting to look at. 
um, and hopefully, uh, this is my weird way of having a segue over to the, the personality quiz. Hopefully all these people that I've reached out to and have reached out to me uh, that want to participate in this feel like they've won a, a, like a lottery or something. As we shift over to the personality quiz, uh, you've won big on a raffle ticket. What do you say? Uh, the options available here. Woohoo! That sounded weird. Uh, I can't believe it. Or this is my little secret. Um, if I've won big, I'm probably, I can't believe it. I don't believe it. Uh, I have won more than I have lost in life. That was a word. That was a phrase. Yeah, sure. We'll go with that. I have, uh, you know, I'm here. Uh, I'm relatively well off in the grand, in the grand scheme of things. I am relatively well off. Yes. In the world view, I am relatively well off. And so with that, I have had more W's than L's. Uh, when it comes to raffles and lotteries, I'm about on par with the expectations going into it, uh, meeting the probability standards and all that sort of stuff. So make it that what you will. Regardless of all that, when you win big on a raffle lottery ticket, uh, you're always going to have that little bit of like shock in, in in actually winning and just being like, what? I, I, I don't believe it. Um, this isn't a question that will apply to me, but this is also something that I, if, especially if you are a player in this game, I want you to think about uh, before we go in and hopefully the story itself will kind of help. Uh, I, I, I'm hoping to ask and always can be cut out of the story in case, uh, it's cut out of this episode in case it, uh, it, it gets to a point where they're not willing to talk about it. Um, but uh, I want to talk with different players about what they don't want in their game. Those sort of red flags, those trigger warnings, those sort of things, um, just to make sure that we're on the same page. This story is a PG-13-ish show. I'm going to try my best. I don't curse personally. I rarely do on, in real life uh, circumstances. Uh, and I'm going to be doing my best when editing this out to take out all those those curse words and any sort of, uh, like, darns. Anything worse than a darn uh, and, a, and a heck is probably going to be taken out here. Um, so I'm, I'm keeping it that way. And the story itself is trying to emulate Zelda and Pokemon games where they're rated E10-ish. E sort of range but with that said i, I want to be clear with the characters up front uh, with the players i keep switching back and forth between the two um i want to be clear with the players up front if there's any time anywhere where the story gets off or it feels like i'm introducing something that they're not comfortable with or vice versa uh i want to make sure that this is clear dynamic like hey anytime feel free to interrupt this is not done live obviously as you can tell by the fact that these are podcast episodes um on a podcast feed directly so uh, as a result there's always the opportunity to edit it down to take out things to cut things out in case we get into territories that are kind of weird there's no um i was joking about this in the uh in the other uh, episode with Muhammad, we're not going to go into a Grand Theft Auto-esque situation where there could be some dangerous topics that are up. Um, that's not the expectation here. I'm not trying to go into that territory. There are other shows that are available for that if you're interested in those. This is much more kid-friendly. And I think that's part of partly because that's just kind of how I am. Uh, I'm not really into those type of games and those type of stories and plot lines. Um, and also... Because uh, I, I want to keep this relatively safe and open for anybody else to listen to. And so that's kind of the, the vibe that I want to portray. There's always the chance in case uh, there's any sort of trigger warnings or anything like that, um, as listed here. Uh, any case that there's some sort of terminology or anything like that, I just want to make that abundantly clear going forward uh, with different players. So uh, think about that, especially if you're a player um, in the campaign that we're running here, Operation E-Clock. But even in your own campaigns, I think uh, bring them up to your GM. Yeah. There you go. Uh, we've actually reached the end of the quiz. So I'm going to go through the other questions that I've got relatively quickly. Uh, plot, plot-driven campaigns or character-driven campaigns. I think I like plot-driven campaigns as a GM. Um, 
As a player, I think it's a mixture of both. Uh, different people like different sort of things. Some people like to really examine their own story, uh, which uh, if worked out well, if worked out well, can be really good and really cool to see a character have that entire story like it's a book. I think that's really cool to do. Um, and then plot-driven campaigns, obviously having the grand scheme story uh, works really well. Again, this is me kind of going to my ego self of like, I want to share my story because my story is the best story, maybe, potentially, I don't know. Um, that's uh, that there. Uh, tell me about your favorite and least favorite character campaign moments. There's a bunch in the Not A Scratch campaign uh, that uh, I don't want to get into detail to because of spoilers. And most of the other ones are kind of available on other sort of feeds as well. Um, I, there's only one story that I can think of that I did not record that was a TTRPG story. Everything else I think is recorded at the very least, if not published. Um, so they're all out there. Check them out. Check out Not A Scratch. Uh, my favorite moment, though... Uh, and I shared this in the other episode, my favorite moment in episode of Not a Scratch. It's certainly up there at the very least. Uh, <laughs> there's a few. There's O, just to, uh, because, because of the entire sn snowball, haha, <laughs> snowball, uh, the entire snowball that was built based off of that one O, uh, sort of comment there. Uh, and then there's another moment a couple of seasons later where uh, our two characters uh, need to use a move effectively, but have no enemies in front of them. Is basically the best way to describe it. And so, uh, one of my characters, Muhammad's character, Kyle, the Trico, uses a very weak grass-type move on the other player, uh, Mansoor playing Ralph, the Machop, uh, uses a weak move just to, like, alright, let's get this out of the way, haha, ha, I've attacked you, now what? Um, and, uh, Machop, Ralph, uh, has to use a move as well. And so, uh, in sort of a what it was definitely like a teasing way at first and then devolved into just pure chaos uh uses a move on kyle expecting it to be like oh we'll do the same sort of damage and then uh turns out the role is almost a complete wipeout <laughs> like an almost knockout of the opponent max damage and everything uh and it might have been the dumbest moment of the show uh, it still cracks me up to this day especially because of the memes um that i've seen uh in the discord particularly at that time when that episode was released i just remember that the, the pure confusion i think by our audience at the time was just like what how how because <laughs> it's it's yeah, i would highly recommend checking that out uh to, yeah to pl plug for not a scratch but also just kind of uh find the episode for that i can't remember which episode it is in particular um it's probably titled something along the lines of dumbest moment in the show uh highly recommend checking it. i think it was in arc three so yeah and then while you're down there you know check out the rest of the show yeah 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 um, and then after that, with a couple of other questions in between, uh, I asked, you know, if there's anything else that they want to know or check out, um, check out all the other stuff that I do, uh, as we get to the end of the quiz, we are there, it's the end of the quiz, everyone, uh, we're finally at that moment to find out what starter I am, I'm actually kind of excited, uh, to, to figure out what this is, because I haven't taken the sky quiz in a while, and while this isn't the exact quiz that's used in the game, it's pretty close, they've got, uh, most, if not all, of the questions are uploaded here, and I just kind of skip through random numbers of them. Uh, so that we don't end up doing all 60 plus questions. Um, but yeah, at this point, share with everybody else what everything else is. And if there's any other details that they want to share, either with you guys, the audience, or uh, with me prior to the actual story. Because uh, unlike the one that I did with Mohammed, and unlike the one I'm doing by myself, uh, once this interview is over, we're immediately following that up with at least the first cycle. Because uh, again, this is a little bit of an icebreaker so that we can get a feel for each other before we get into the actual campaign. So, um... I have nothing else, though. If you want to check out anything else that I do, uh, recommend checking out uh, my Twitter page, uh, twitter.com. Uh, twitter that's how it works, right? Or at Adurin Region. That's at A-H-D-U-R-I-N Region. 
check that out. There's a link tree page that links everything else uh, that I do, including the Ko-Fi page. Uh, if you have a couple of dollars, uh, this is one of those, I, I really hate doing this. Because um, I, I know the benefits that come from uh, having uh, like a fully monetized show and stuff like that. But uh, I, it's, it's just really uncomfortable to be like, hey, do you have a couple of dollars that you want to give me? But if you have a couple of dollars that you want to give me and you want extra benefits regarding the show, uh, including these behind the scenes that are available uh, and other sort of uh, special things as well, like uh, um, other shows have done this as well. And I think it's a really cool idea of Nat 1 and Nat 20 cards that you can uh, contribute to the show. So if any time we roll a Nat 1 or a Nat 20, uh, some of those special effects occur uh, in lieu of the standard effect that would happen with a Nat 1 or a Nat 20. Um, I'm hoping to introduce that outside of battle as well, which is slightly different than I think other shows have done. Uh, shout out the Roaring Trainers in particular uh, as the main show I can think of right now uh, that does that. Um, and y there's a bunch of other items as well. There's different series and different sort of benefits that you can get from that Ko-Fi page. I'm actually going to pull this up now uh, because hopefully outside of standard ads that are occurring throughout the series, I don't end up spending decades being like, hey, you got, you got, you want to give dollar to Ko-Fi page. Um, but as I pull this up and figure out, hey, what exactly are the different tiers that we have here? Um, choose a membership level. I'm just looking at this myself. So there's the Poke tier, the Great tier, Great tier, the Ultra tier, and the Master tier. Uh, Poke tier, $3 a month. You get the behind the scenes that you're listening to right now. This is on the feed. Um, and, oh, sorry, no, that's, that's not even it. There's a player preview. That's the name of the show. We're going to call it something different uh, in the next episode. Player preview is this that you're listening to right now. Join the players and me, and as we have a casual chat about each other in the game, uh, you'll be recognized during the show. And the behind-the-scenes series, during the time that I was building the system, and even now, I literally recorded myself and all of the different things that happened through it. So if you want to check out all of that, what the system used to be, the system used to be completely different. I'm just, a little bit of a spoiler here. Uh, each cycle is three days. It used to be five. And then I cut it down. Why did I do that? Uh, I don't remember as of right now, but I did say that in the recording, so you can check that out. Uh, and other behind-the-scenes items like that, uh, for as little as $3 a month, you can really support the content that we create here. The Great Tier uh, is the next level up. That's $5 a month. You can impact the story from home with those Nat 1 and Nat 20 cards uh, and early access to episodes. You get episode access uh, up to a week in advance, ad-free. Uh, and this will especially get going once we get going with the series. Right now, it's a bit of a uh, a bit of a slow start, but once we get rolling, we'll be getting rolling with that. Uh, Ultra tier is $10 a month. This You get all the raw recordings, which may have language, warning advice there, but uh, you get the raw recordings um, at the same time that the early episodes go out, so you'll be getting raw recordings um, a week in advance. And then you can even create a character uh, and submit that for $10 a month. Create a character, your own character, all the details included. You can chat with me about that and how that'll work. And I'll literally write it into the story. You can challenge me to break the canon, canonosity, or however you want to call it, the canon of the story. Because as you remember, this is a cycle of three days continuously going over. So I kind of have to find a way that I can fit your character in there without disrupting one of the previous stories. Right now, pretty easy. Once we go down the line though, that'll be tough. Uh, but you can absolutely create a character and submit it over uh, to me here. And then in the master tier, the master tier is a huge one. This is $30 a month, but in exchange for $30 a month, you can voice an NPC in the show. So basically any NPC or a character that you personally create um, and voice them whenever they appear in the episode. So if that character shows up, they walk into the bar and your person's sitting on the side of the bar. Anytime that person is mentioned in the future, I'll reach out to you and you can submit your lines and you'll effectively be in the show forever. Some slight restrictions may apply, but I'll discuss that with you uh, whenever that is, and then be completely updated on the show. 
You'll have access to recordings, raw recordings, the moment I'm done recording, which will give you as much information as I do about where the character is. You will be weeks, months ahead of where everybody else is if you're interested in joining us at the master tier. Uh, and this is, of course, constantly updating. This is the version as of now. This entire uh, podcast feed is going to be more shorter campaigns, as in not taking a year to complete, hopefully. Um, and so this will update with different series that I do in the future. But uh, the overall gist is there. And again, if you have the ability to do so, uh, help the cause. If not, you don't have to. Of course, the, the entire main feed, the, the, the main plot of the story, and even the conclusion part where I kind of just have another chat with my characters uh, winding down, uh, you can check that out on the main feed as well. But if you do have the ability to do so, your support would be highly, highly appreciated uh, as we improve the ability and all the content that we do here. Uh, you can check that out. The Ko-Fi page is available, I believe, in the description, and you can uh, you can check that out there. If not, you know, all of this doesn't have to be done. You don't have to give a single dollar. Uh, easiest thing to do, share the show with everyone that you know. The show uh, really does, especially at this point, the early parts of the podcast feed, really does need your support uh, to share and promote it in the algorithm. It really loves new shows that have a lot of access. And so if this new show, you know, had a bunch of listens out of nowhere, it'll, the algorithm would be like, hey, that's a that's a good show. And so if you guys think this is a good show or going to be a good show, uh, you know, subscribe, share with friends, uh, tell everyone that you know. Uh, keep a lookout for future players. I might be looking for future players depending on how quickly or how slow uh, this campaign goes. Um, so that's all the ads out of the way. That's the... Uh, <laughs> That's, you know, Ko-Fi page exists. Check out the other contents that I do because they're all cool. That hopefully wraps up the, is there anything else you should know? I apologize for the ad. Now it's finally time. All right, this is the fun part for me. Uh, finally time to answer the personality quiz. Uh, the quiz does ask, are you a boy or a girl? Um, I don't know if this actually impacts the answer that you get uh, because you're going to have to, uh, I, when I tried this yesterday with Muhammad, we do have to look up the answer um, outside because it gives you the uh, the nature that you have. So I guess that might. Uh, so let me just pull up the starter list here just to make sure that I've got everything correct here. And I believe I do. Uh, so some of the options, unfortunately, for me are not available. There's boy, girl, and neither slash both. Um, for for the players that are joining me that uh, don't associate themselves with uh, the, the male or female, um, I will... I'll just open it up to the both sides. Why not? You know, uh, whatever works. I uh, associate myself as a boy between the two. Uh, the options here are boy, girl, or neither slash both. That's kind of my other option, I guess, um, when I'm going through this quiz. Uh, but I consider myself a boy. Thank you for answering all those questions. I appreciate it, me. Let's see what we got here. You seem to be, uh, and we'll go over here. Do 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 do. Well, that's fun. <laughs> the lonely type. That sounds fun. Uh, the lonely type, at least a little bit. Uh, let's up. Wait, don't scroll away. Uh, at least a little bit. Uh, you might find that surprising, but do you think it might be a little true? You know what they say, though. We're all a bit lonely every now and then. You probably keep this fact of life to yourself, though. But if there's one thing that brings us all together, it's our need to go it solo. So a lonely and solitary type like you will be a Bulbasaur. This is hilarious. And... <laughs> I don't, I don't know how many people would actually know this, because uh, it's not something I have uploaded or anywhere. But the very first Mystery Dungeon game I played was Blue Rescue Team. In fact, it was my very first Pokemon game, period. And the first time I played through the first quiz, I got Bulbasaur as my starter. Now, I think the, the nature itself was different. Um, I'm scrolling up here. Bulbasaur is a docile... Uh, the docile uh, uh, nature. Um, 
but the relationship between docile and lonely are pretty closely related um and i find it hilarious that uh that uh that i'm the same starter i'm still a bulbasaur after oh gosh after 14 years or something like that when did when did blue rescue team come out uh let's find out blue rescue team when did you come out blue rescue team came out in what year it was released uh initially released 2005 when was it released in the u.s released in september of 2006 so somewhere between 2006 and when did diamond come out because somewhere in between there i got the game to the point where i actually thought that pokemon games were normally like the mystery dungeon games i legitimately thought like oh a pokemon game is where you're a pokemon and i guess the anime is just kind of different like that uh, and then realizing that this wasn't wasn't even the main series game um so somewhere between 2006 and uh what was it april of 2007 because I got this game pretty... I got Diamond, my first main series game, a little bit after it was released. So somewhere between September of 2006 and April of 2007, is that what I said? Um, April of 2007. So somewhere in between there. Uh, so that would make it... Yeah, that would that would literally make it, I think... I can't do math all of a sudden. Uh, let's see if we do the math. 22 minus uh, 6 would be 15 years-ish. 15, 16 years. Uh, I'm still a Bulbasaur. How exciting. Uh... So that wraps up this episode here. Thank you everyone for joining me today uh, on this little mini series that we've got going on here, but the player preview, that's the official name for it. Uh, next episode will be the prologue, I guess is the best way to describe it. Um, and then after that will be a cycle of my own. And then from there, we start bringing in different players. Uh, I'm not sure if I'll do a conclusion with myself, though I might do that, you know, you'll never know. Uh, anyway, thank you very much for listening and supporting in any way, shape, or form that you do. I uh, appreciate all of the, the help and support that you're giving along the way. As a reminder, the Ko-Fi page is available. All of the future player previews will be available exclusively on that Ko-Fi page. So if you want to have extra benefits, including that, be sure to check that out if you haven't already. Uh, and if you, if the least you can do, uh, the, the smallest thing that you can do that will have the biggest impact is to find other people that are interested in the show and share it with them. If you share it across these different communities, I'm hoping the different guests that I bring along from across the different TTRPG worlds that I'm inter interested in and involved in uh, will share it as well. But even you, uh, as, as a viewer of the show, maybe a future player, uh, if I've talked to you or even not, even down the line, you might have a shot. Um, there's a still a, there's like a wait list, I guess, effectively, of future players. Um, so, you know, even if, if you're a future player, a future listener, or anything in between, uh, your sharing and your support is uh, incredibly helpful, uh, both algorithmically and also because I, I want to talk to you and I want to share this story that I have been working on for half a year now, um, and it's finally getting released. It's finally happening. Uh, thank you very much, everyone, for listening, for watching, and for supporting in any way, shape, or form that you do. This player preview is over. Until next time, everyone, take care. Oh, really quick, before uh, I actually dip out. Yeah, I'm recording this slightly afterwards. Uh, before I dip out, if you haven't joined the Discord already, the Not a Scratch Discord that is also devolving into basically the content I create Discord, uh, please do. Uh, I want to see big community because we do a lot of uh, announcements and special products and all that sort of stuff there. There's a couple of things happening in the future, uh, not necessarily for this show, but just for stuff that I, that I do that you might really be interested in. So check that out. Again, link in the description. You can join the community that we built there. It's a, bi it's a big community that's getting bigger and a uh, lot, of, lot of fantastic folks. Highly recommend it. Okay, bye-bye. Uh, until next time, I'm going to do this officially from this point forward. Until next time, time is always on our side. Or is it? Something along those lines. We'll see. TikTok.